ti lo que viniera de ti. Welcome to the Inside the Journey podcast. This is episode number 43 for Sunday, March 9th, 2014. I'm Nelson DeWitt. And I'm half the creative duo behind the documentary, Identifying Nelson Buscando a Roberto. And your name is? John Younger. If you'd like to learn more about the film, head on over to inbarfilm.com. That's I-N-B-A-R, film.com. And you can sign up for updates and more. All right, John, what are we talking about today? We're talking about our crowdfunding narrative. Yes. So this, the idea behind this episode is that we're going to be putting together our crowdfunding project soon. And to do that, we have to present a narrative to the general public, perhaps people who haven't been listening to this podcast, who are new to the film, and we have to explain what we're doing and why we think it's important. So this so, is one of those inside baseball editions. It's like, this is a process discussion, right? And we're hashing it out like we do, and we're sharing that with the world. Yes. We can begin with, so as we're we're trying to figure out this narrative that we're going to tell the world, you know, as we prepare to launch the film. The, the question that I've been asking people is, what about my story appeals to you? Because I'm so close to the story that it's, it's often hard for me to take a step back and, and write about it in a way that that makes it easy for, for outsiders to understand. So I've been asking people this question of, of what, uh, at the core, what is this story about and what, what about that story appeals to you? Okay. I'll answer your question in reverse. I think, I think the question is twofold and my answer is twofold. What about it appeals to me? Um, there's a quote on the website that, I've referred to that people who have listened to the podcast before have probably heard from me, which is, uh, as somebody who's interested in history, there is a quote from his Western historian Wallace Stegler, who wrote, you know, he's, uh, he wrote a lot about the West, and in particular in a book about Mormons, um, he was grappling with why Mormons document their history so thoroughly. And he said, any people in a new land may be pardoned for being solicitous about their history, colon, they create it, in a sense, by remembering it. Um, and I remember, you know, I probably, I think I only read, like, the first 10 pages of that book. Because <laughs> <laughs> his writing otherwise is a little stilted. But, um, but I thought that was fascinating. And I think it applies to, you know, he said any people. So he, he was talking generally. And I think that a new land, you know, can also be sort of metaphorical, like somebody grappling with uh, issues and events that are outside of their grasp already. Um, so for for you, then it it's really about the, you know, me wanting to tell my my story, and and that that I'm sort of writing my own history. Is that the yeah? They, the second part of that quote is they create it in a sense by remembering it. 
So we we did an episode recently about historical memory and how and uh, and we sort of we got to the point that we were saying we have societies have these narratives that they construct and tell themselves and and it and it helps form their identity right um, and what's in the narrative is is very important and your story so this this gets to the second part of or the first part of the question the second part of my answer right. <laughs> which is your story is not in the historical narrative in the United States and it's struggling to, you know, it has been struggling to be in the historical narrative in El Salvador, right? And that's, that's that a repressive government disappeared a lot of its own people. And then questions as to U.S. involvement, whether complicit or explicit in your case, right? I, I'm fascinated that, that, uh, the act of, of creating this new narrative. You're forging new ground. You know, you're just trying to get to the truth about your story. That's it, you know? This is, this is uh, your identity, you own it. This is not like Nelson sticking his nose in where it doesn't belong, you know, oh, he's some type of investigative journalist who's just rabble-rousing and causing trouble, right? That, that cannot be claimed here. <laughs> this is you basically um, trying to understand your own identity, your own past, your, you know, your family members, where you come from. And uh, you have every right to it. And you'll, you know, you'll never, the way it, I came across it in your blog, I could tell like this is obviously something you'll be doing for a while in one form or another. It's something we all do, right? Yeah. Um, and and the fact that the circumstances are outside the normal narrative and and therefore kind of hard to believe and hard hard to understand that that uh that's you know that's why we tell stories you know is is to remember right to to yeah and the ones that are are like that can show people's circumstances about their own lives that may seem ordinary and they can look at them in a different way. I mean, you know, when you're looking at family relationships that have endured these kinds of trials, um, you know, somebody looking for you for 14 or 15 years, like it just, it shows something about the nature of love or perseverance or that, yeah. you know, that we can incorporate into everyday lives and everyday circumstances. So, yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting to me, that take on it because you, you make it sound like so deliberate, you know, like as if I set out to re rewrite or, or create my own history, as you say. And I think for me, it started out as more of an, an expression or a, a sense of not wanting what my, my parents and what my, my birth, family went through to be forgotten. And I guess, you know, now that I say it like that, it, it, that's the same sort of goal, but you well, know. it wasn't deliberate because you didn't, you know, it was sprung on you. So, right. But, but once what, you had your identity, I guess as an adopted person who didn't know your identity to begin, you know, like your birth identity, right? 
there was always a sense of question, but but you really had your legs swept out from under you at a certain point. So it's not like you sought it out, but then you okay, here's the question, and you're going to grapple with it. So yeah. Um, should I should I try and answer this now? You should answer your own question. Yes. Yeah. Why did you start a website and interview your family? And in you know why was I what, so you know? driven to tell this story and do an ebook and yeah yeah I I I think this is going to be the wrong phrasing but it was almost a sense of of duty or responsibility and um, you know I'm kind of searching for the words right now but it was this sense of when I got old enough to really understand what my birth family sacrificed and what they went through to fight in for something that they believed in i felt this this obligation to tell their story or you know i i realized that i had an opportunity to be their voice i think that's the the way that it's always been easiest for me to explain it that you know that they, they were fighting for their own freedoms and a better future for their children and for their country and these you know very lofty ideals and through some mysterious random circumstances i got that you know I, the thing that they always wanted for me i ended up obtaining sort of like you know by accident but not by accident by circumstances you still can't fully explain. Right. Yes. Yeah. So with that in mind, you know, I, I really felt like I had to share this story and share my experiences because, as you said, it's so unbelievable. You know, it's so out there that it, it, it's a little hard to keep inside. I, I guess what I've learned is that the more you share a story like this, the more connected you find yourself being with a whole range of people that you wouldn't expect. And that's kind of like the opposite place from where I started. You know, I didn't start to tell this story because I wanted to be connected to this wide range of people, but I told it because I felt sort of alone in my experience. Disconnected. Yeah, disconnected, exactly. Like, what the heck just happened, right? I mean, like, you had a, a man, it's so, you know, the, the perspective with which you come to it really matters. But one way to say it is you had a bomb dropped on your life, right? Absolutely. From, from the other side, it's, it's, that would be a very offensive statement. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, well, your, uh, your, your world gets flipped upside down. You know, and, yeah. and as you point out, it's not by your choosing. It's just this this event that happens, and one day you you know. And, and I now that I think about your choice of a title in identifying Nelson, it it makes a lot more sense to me because Buscando a Roberto, right? And there's but that you duality. Didn't like it. You didn't like it first. <laughs> no, I well, it's because I didn't really understand it. I I feel like. You know, like I, I, I didn't get why it would be about my identity. And now I do having worked on it because you're right. I did for, for years, I identified as Nelson 
and you know this reg- normal American boy, and then one day you're you, you get this phone call and someone's telling you, well, you're also this other person. You're also Roberto. We've been searching for you for 14 years. And by the way, this is all the crazy stuff that happened to cause this separation and this search to happen. And you, it, it's so overwhelming that you don't know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, and, and it takes a long time to even start to understand it. Right, yeah. And that's something we, we talked about with Marla last week is that it wasn't until she got older that she really uh, became interested in her in learning more about the country. And it just, it takes a long time for you to fully understand the, the circumstances that were happening in, in the country that, that you came from. I think this gets to, you know, we talked about sort of the internal and the personal. And I think, as we've done it and and attending the day of the disappeared in El Salvador and spending that week and getting to talk to the people we talked to there's also the external which is this is not an isolated circumstance you are you you know you are not alone you are not disconnected this happened to I mean I, somewhere between a thousand and two thousand people in El Salvador and it happened in other countries and I, I don't know. Somebody's like, well, what, you know, there's billions of people in the world. What does a thousand people matter? Well, it, it, there's several points I, I, I'd like to explore and go into that I think are important. One is that a quarter of the country of six million people were displaced, were made refugees either within their own country or to outside countries. Um, so that was, you know, that's like, between one and two million people. Imagine in Massachusetts if a quarter of the state lost their homes and had to leave. And the whole country lived in a state of war and many people in a state of terror for more than a decade. Um, and, And then there's, you know, there was government repression of varying degrees in other countries where tens of thousands of people to hundreds of thousands of people, you know, Argentina, Guatemala, lost their lives. So th- this is this is not isolated. This is this is part of a greater historical set of events. And uh, even if it was just quote unquote just a thousand people and a, a thousand families, which means it's you know five or ten thousand people. It's it's very significant in and of itself, but it, it isn't. It, it's not isolated. So there's a broader context here that I think is also important. Yeah. I, I think that was very well said. To kind of focus this episode a little bit, you know, I said at the beginning we're going to be working on the crowdfunding campaign soon and telling this sort of narrative to a wider range of people. And what I want to try and do with kind of the rest of the the show is maybe pare that down a little bit and kind of talk about like, what are the, what are the most important elements? Like what, how do we explain this to someone who's never heard of the project before? I think that 
the phrase on our website, right, that we we put up kind of recently that maybe we'll change a word or two, but is kind of the slogan of the film. Finding what connects us can change your world. You know, maybe it's because finding, like, why do you watch the film? Because finding what connects us can change your world. This is a story about something that's hard to imagine for an American. It's not hard to imagine for a Salvadoran. And yet we're, you know, we're looking at family bonds and and a grasping with questions that everyone has about their own lives. And I hope that in doing those things, people can see across boundaries they're not used to seeing across. They can see an American can have a better feel for what Salvadorans went through and uh, and more compassion for it and and then hopefully you know uh, hopefully it yeah that that's it to step outside of our normal circumstances and have a little bit of a broader view of the world and uh, this is a story about war and I hope it makes us think about war in, in a different way um, so that we don't get into as many of them and yeah. and also so that we take care of the people who are affected by ones that already happened. Yeah, I think those are all great points, and and this theme of connection runs. You know, the theme of connection comes up over and over again. That you know, it's it's both me connecting to this family that I didn't know, but also the audience connecting to me and to my life events and finding um, solace in, in everything that happens. And, and that's been one of the most interesting aspects for me is that as I tell people, as I share the, the story with people from all over the world, their interpretation of it or the way that they are connected with it is all different. So, so and connection is, is a major theme and identity is a major theme. And expanding and, and looking at some, something historically that's not on a lot of people's radar that, that uh, if they understand it a little better, um, well, they should just because it's not on their radar doesn't mean that it's not important. Right. So, I guess at the core, you know, I'm trying to pare this down. It's a story about exploring one's identity and, as you say, finding what connects us. And through that, you can understand the broader impact of our choices. Maybe how one exploration of identity can have, hopefully can, through the, that connection, can have a, can cause or create a broader, we're hoping to cause or create a broader exploration of identity. We're taking your personal story and your personal struggle, journey, exploration, and, uh, and I hope that people connect with it in such a way that it asks, it makes them ask broader questions about the, the way they view the world. Yeah.
I think that's that's a good place to kind of wrap it up for today. You know, this is a very difficult exercise that we're trying to do. You know, uh, two and a half minutes is not a lot of time to tell this kind of story. So it it really helps to kind of kick around ideas like this before we begin the writing process and, and before we try and uh, pare that down and present it to the world. So hopefully everyone at home enjoyed this a little bit. Uh, I know it was helpful for myself and hopefully it was helpful for, for you, John. Yeah, it's a process discussion. It keeps us, I mean, I think, you know, we're trying to balance and we're going to get to do a lot of interviews with people. Um, and, and that, ex that's great because, you know, um, I think those are really interesting to people. And, and I think these can be too, too, but it's, you know, it's maybe more a little core audience that's into like, this is our backboard where we stay in touch with what we're doing and, you know, writing can be an isolating activity. And this is, this is, we're throwing things against the wall and for people who might be interested in, hearing that process, even when it meanders a little, um, <laughs> here it is, right? <laughs> yep. uh, it's good for us. And, and if you listen, that's great too. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, awesome. And uh, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.